Hello, this is Adam Began, and I'm the host of Historically Haunted Show, where I talk about some very rare historical and haunted locations that I visited. I also interview some of the very best in the paranormal and cryptozoology field. So tune in every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Paranormal King Radio Network and prepare to be educated about the unknown. historians welcome back to another great episode of the historically haunted show on the one and only the royalty runners right here we roll with royalty uh paranormal king radio network with my boss ross the man the king himself um i got a great guest today i got someone i was on a podcast as a as a um a co-host uh beyond the Woodline with with uh joe de hoya and he wanted me to come on and talk to this monster hunter. And he knows, I, of course, I love my, his, my history, my ghost, all that good shit. But I love my monsters and aliens. And he introduced me to this, uh, my next guest. And as soon as we talked, we hit it off the whole show. I almost took over the show talking to this cat. And uh, he's in everything from, like, Undertaker, like, the wrestlers I like, to, to, to the movies I like, like Predator and Jason, to, to just the real monsters. Like, we're just talking backstage about the Wendigo. So without further ado, um, he is the host of the Monster Radio podcast. He is a cryptozoologist. Uh, Ryan Paul Tremley. Rhino, what is up, brother? Hey, what is going on, my dude? How are you? I am fantastic, my friend. I am fa- it's been a while since we talked. And the last time, like I said, on the podcast, as you remember, we hit it off. We became friends <laughs> that night. We've been liking each other's posts. And I love your, your posts. Funny as fuck. The Predator ones are great. And, uh, of course, your, your, your work that you're into. And I'm going to start right off the bat. We got everybody in chat. Help welcome everybody in chat. Let's set up those questions for Ryan. But I'm going to ask Ryan off the bat. Ryan, what got you started in this stuff, my friend? Was it something you saw a long time ago as a child? Was it a book you read? You know, honestly, I was just like, I was always into monsters from the word go as a kid. You know, Godzilla, Gamera, King Kong, and just like those things really, really, really fascinated me. And my dad actually showed me the Patterson Gimlin film when I was about six or seven years old. And of course, you know, Bigfoot, Bigfoot's the gateway drug. So once I saw that video, <laughs> well, I've learned. never heard that. I've never heard <laughs> yeah, that. I, love you know, it. I, I became so obsessed with the Patterson Gimlin film that I started really just like looking for every kind of book I could, listening to any TV show I could, asking everybody all the questions that I could. And it just really started my feet on the path of obsessing over monsters, the you old know, Bigfoot, Dogman, Chupacabra, Wendigo. It just it really opened up doors. <laughs> yeah. That's funny you say that. It's kind of like it's like Bigfoot's like the marijuana of drugs. It's like, hey, guys, check out <laughs> Bigfoot. Whoa, there's more. There's Mothman. You know what I mean? You start checking out more shit. Um, yeah. So I really, mean, I remember when I yeah. started reading the books, you know, like I thought Bigfoot was really the only monster. I'm using quotations. I know nobody can see me, but I'm using quotations. I can I almost hear them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was like, oh, there's more than that, just that monster out there. Oh, where? So, yeah, I really started looking everywhere that I could and shows like Unsolved Mysteries, sightings, things like that really just got my interest. And then X-Files came along and boom, there you go, man. I was like, da-da-da-da, there we go. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. There's a lot of uh, it's very intriguing. I guess it's almost like going down a rabbit hole because it's funny, like you say. I started out with like Creature Feature and Mothra and Godzilla and King Kong and all these mm -hmm. larger characters. And then you realize, well, some of these are loosely based, based off real. There was actually giant creatures back then. There's possibly yeah, Thunderbirds still. And it's there like, was wow. one movie that Toho put out. It was a particular movie called Half Human. And I was eight years old when I saw that one. I remember the first time seeing that. And it's about a Yeti. So here you have a movie from the 50s where it's covering the Yeti, which is essentially a Bigfoot. You know, so yeah. when you have a, the same studio that made Godzilla making a Bigfoot movie, you're going, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that got me so excited for Bigfoot, dude. Because, I mean, you know, if Toho was making a movie, you're going, hey, hey, there's something to this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a legend right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and that's, that's how it starts. I mean, like you say, it kind of goes through. And it's, I think it's all. Oh yeah, man. I almost I believe in King Kong. Why the fuck not, man? I believe that dragons used to exist and stuff. How far do you go? Do you have a limit? Do you believe in pixies and banshees, even leprechauns like that? I do. Mermaids. You know, I don't really have a limit. I mean, I'm the kind of guy that wants to believe that something like Godzilla is out in our ocean, you know. But yeah. I do tend to think realistically, like you know, something that big, we probably would have seen him by now. But do I like to think it's out there? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I'm the kind of guy that thinks there's still the Megalodon out there. I will forever believe the Megalodon is oh. still in a depth of ocean somewhere. People oh. can tell me, no, it's extinct. It's no longer out there. And I'm going to tell them you're a liar. <laughs> I love it. Take it to the grave because it's harder to prove it. Prove to me it doesn't exist. You fucking can't. A lot easier to prove it does, right? I mean, how right. can you prove something doesn't exist? You can't. Well, I've combed the whole earth. Bullshit. That's impossible. Um, you know, no right. one's been and to the deepest sea or, or, you know, this, this Jaws Godfather, uh, grandfather, is there still? I believe in the Megalodon. Oh, I love it. I love Mastodon. You like Mastodon, the band Mastodon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they sing yeah. about Leviathan and all that shit. They sing about, like, the horses. Mm -hmm. and, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I figured you would. That's right up your alley. So, it so is. There's, nothing, I mean, there's nothing you really haven't looked into when it comes to this. There's nothing you're not willing to uh, explore. You're, so to speak, you're, you're pretty open about the monster world as a whole. I, I try to be open-minded, but not so open-minded my brains leak out. <laughs> you know, I mean, I do like to base some things in science because, you know, if you're going to discover cryptids, especially, you do have to keep science in mind, you know, but I don't yeah. like to be just, just solely science, though, because if science is my only faith, I'm not going to get very far. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, actually, I got a question from someone in chat, someone loyal that's been here for a long time. Uh, Mike Davis, thanks for joining us, Mike. He says, hey, Ryan, he goes, uh, I got a question for you. How does one become a cryptozoologist? Since you were saying about the science of it and stuff, do you got to take courses? Is it something self-determined? Well, you can. You can take courses. But my best advice to you is just come up with your own methods, okay? Get out there. Start doing the physical work. You know, read as many books as you can. Talk to other cryptozoologists like Lyle Blackburn or myself or Ashley Hill. You know, and just do your own thing. You don't have to go out there and get a degree. Nobody has to decree that you're a cryptozoologist. Just do your thing and do the best that you can, and you're a cryptozoologist. I was going to say shout out to um, um, the dude with the hot sauce. I bought some of it because I live in Wild Maine. Blackbird. Wild Blackbird. I bought his hot sauce. It's killer. You know where I bought it? I'm, I would say I'm friends with him because I've met him a couple of times, and he's always he's, he, knows, he knows my name, so I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, Lauren mm -hmm. Coleman. 
Lauren Coleman, yeah. probably the godfather of, of cryptozoology. Uh, the Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine, the only one in the world. That's where I bought the hot sauce. You ever been to Maine, my friend? You ever been up here to see this, the museum? I haven't been to Maine, but I did live oh. in New England for many, many, many years. So. No shit. No shit. Where yeah, Massachusetts, yeah. Vermont? I, Let's see. I grew up in Southbridge, Massachusetts. I lived in Charlton, oh. Webster, Dudley, Worcester. I've been to Boston, Rhode Island. So you were by the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, oh, man. Growing up as a kid, I heard all about that. And I'm like, ooh. Oh. <laughs> Fucking everything from Bigfoot to aliens, to suicides, to ghosts, to satanic yep. rituals. To, um, yeah, you know, growing oh, up with the dad that I did, my father was very open to beliefs. So I heard about the Rougarou from his childhood because he was Cajun. So I heard about the Rougarou. I heard about the Dover Demon. Man, the Dover Demon was like pretty much spoon-fed to me as a kid. Oh, I got a shirt of him, the Massachusetts Dover Demon. A little cryptid with Ooh, red eyes I, on the side of the road. Oh, man, New England, mm -hmm. as you know, I mean, I think all around the world, especially even Arizona, Texas, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I think mm -hmm. New England, I mean, people think about it as the witches and the pioneers and pilgrims. But we get some monster stories up here. Craig, oh, the yeah. Wendigo all over Maine. You know, we were just talking about your homie, the Wendigo, the one you love to dance with in the moonlight. Plenty of stuff up there. Yeah. Yeah, we do. A dog man. There's been a couple of dog man episodes on Monster Quest about killer yep. canines and shit up here. Um, Ross was oh, saying, yeah. uh, King and chat, my boss Ross was saying that 70% of the ocean remains undiscovered. And my girl, witch and Heather Caminiti, my girlfriend Heather, she's a witch. She says, hey, she said, according to the National Ocean Service, uh, basically like 5% of the Earth's oceans have been explored and chartered. So, dude, there's no, yeah, you don't yeah. tell me there's some fucked up creature, megalodon, rolling around the bottom of the, come on. Right? Exactly. I mean, we know more about outer space than we do our own oceans. So it's like, you know, how can somebody sit there and tell me, oh, the megalodon does not exist at all? How do you know? How do you know? Have you explored every corner, every depth of the ocean? No, you haven't. So you can't tell right. me it's not real. You know, so I mean, maybe it's possible. Who knows? I like to think maybe Meg became the modern day great white sharks. Maybe that's what Jaws is loosely based off of. Look at Bermuda Triangle. Oh, man, we can't even fucking figure that out. Maybe he's just hitting, hanging out in the Bermuda. Things are connected, dude. You know, he could be, he could be sitting back smoking joints with some aliens in the Bermuda Triangle. Ah, yeah. I love this guy, Ryan Paul Tremley. Uh, real quick, we still got plenty of time. We're early into this, but we got people that kind of chime in late sometime. Um, hi to Nicole Gaspard for joining in late. Hi, Charles Fulton, George Cannon, um, King and Witch, and of course, in chat, and everybody else is listening that are in chat. Um, Shit, what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh, where can people find your uh, your podcast, my friend? Are you on YouTube, Facebook? Go ahead and plug a little bit, real quick. Well, you can find us on YouTube for now. Ashley and I will be actually uploading to other podcast outlets, but YouTube is our main place for now. And we're going to be starting a horror movie podcast as well. So keep your eyes out for that. That'll probably be YouTube, and I imagine like places like Spreaker, where it's not so censored. Yes. You yep. know. So, but you can find me over on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram. So if anybody wants to add me up and just shoot questions or just talk cryptozoology or whatever, I'm always game for that. I'm very social with the people. I always feel that fan interaction is the biggest thing. That's something that people really should do more often. So don't ever be afraid to hit me up and just ask me random questions. I don't mind. Oh, I love that. This guy's down to earth. That's why I got him on the show. 
Um, I can pick and choose my guests, and I'm like, this guy's cool. You're funny, you're fun, and you're not full of yourself, man. You're doing a lot of cool oh, shit. Thank you. But you don't act like you're better than anybody. That's cool. He's on Instagram as the crypto C R Y P T O Ryan uh, on mm -hmm. Twitter, Ryan Tremley18, and Monster Radio Podcast must be the YouTube channel I take in. Yeah. Is that what it's under? For? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. Very, very, very cool. So, yeah, man. Um, Ross asked if you're actually friends with Lauren Coleman. I mean, you've never been to Maine, but you must have him on Facebook, I'd imagine. Or, I have him on Facebook. Well, I mean, I know of him, and, you know, I've spoken to him a couple of times. I've thrown some questions his way. So, I mean, maybe we're friends in the sense that we're cryptozoologists, but we're all brothers in arms in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. I met him twice, and I was like, oh, my jaw dropped. And uh, I met him at like a paranormal thing here in Portland. He came down. He's like, Adam, right? I go, oh, my fucking God. He knows my name. Yeah, like he's a oh, god. He's kind, awesome. of Ed, he's kind of the Ed Warren of, uh, of, of of monsters, so to speak. He's kind of like, I guess, the face. He's on so many fucking shows and little videos you see and introduction things. So that's cool. I think he really yeah. brought it to life when it was taboo, yeah. I guess, so to speak, you know? He really did. He did a lot for the field of cryptozoology. He kind of made it more known to the public. Yes. More you know, and that's a very just, big thing. It's a yeah. very big thing for us cryptozoologists because science doesn't really recognize what we do. Not yet, anyway. Right. You know, maybe someday, you know, fingers crossed, they will actually acknowledge cryptozoology as a true science. Yeah, and paranormal research, too. They look at us and go, you know, mm -hmm. investigators. It's like, okay, you know. So I get it. I mean, I get it. We're kind of snickered at, but don't tell me mm -hmm. they don't listen and watch with an eye and look at the info and the, and the intel that you may get. Don't tell me they don't. You know the way that I see it, Adam, cryptozoology and paranormal research go hand in hand. You know, you can't really look at one without looking at the other. You can't ignore one either. You have to include them both in what you do. Agree. It's under an mm -hmm. umbrella, just like aliens, man. It's all a certain umbrella where I really feel like these things can be united. There's a certain world where monsters, ghosts, and fucking aliens chill out. And they're like, let's go yep. fuck with the humans, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, well, you know, if there's any truth to the whole interdimensional theory, who's to say that, you know, Bigfoot <laughs> doesn't come from some world where aliens are hanging out with ghosts? We don't know that. Yes. Dude, I've heard theories yeah. that, that Bigfoot is basically the old version of us, Neanderthal. Aliens mm -hmm. are the future version of us, no hair, and we're just existing. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very popular and reoccurring theory, yeah. You've heard that then. No shit. That's cool. I never heard that. Oh, yeah. Before. I've heard so many different theories regarding Bigfoot and Dogman. It's like, you know, it's almost hard to keep track of all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, do, you dive into, I, do you dive into alien work at all? Do you, I mean, in Arizona, you got Roswell in 51 and shit. Well, I mean, Roswell's more New Mexico. So, oh, that's New Mexico. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in aliens, but not to a great, great degree. I mean, my interest in aliens more comes from, like, the Predator that I watch, you know, and I'm like, I'm always hoping that somewhere in the universe there's dreadlocked hunters that look like the Predator. Oh, dude. Prey was such a killer fucking movie. Wow. Yes. Oh, God, I loved it. Oh, my fucking God, dude. That girl's a badass. Yes. <laughs> dude, when he, he, awesome, he takes on that grizzly bear, when Predator mm -hmm. takes on that grizzly bear, oh, my God. Yeah, he killed him with one punch. <laughs> it oh was pretty bad. God. He struggled, not a struggle at first, but I think he underestimated the bear at first because he was kind of, the bear hit him and he kind of stood back and the bear growled. And then Predator's like, all yeah. right, time to fucking rock. Well, I think, you know, he was kind of testing it out a little bit too because, I mean, it was his first trip to Earth. So he didn't really know what a bear was, but he learned the hard way, didn't he? That's true. Because that technically takes place before everything else, right? That's, that's like native yeah. times, right? 
Yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be like basically, you know, one of the earliest visits from the Predators. A lot of people assumed it was the first visit of the Predators. No, it was that Predator's first visit. So he was kind of learning, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the movie, like you got to see that he was kind of learning about the food chain here on Earth. He was watching the wolf chase the rabbit. He learned about the rattlesnake and he learned about the bear. So it was a learning process for him. I really love that they did that. That's right. Instead of just all like like serial killers would be Jason and then Mike Myers just attack. Don't even ask questions. Just go. The methodical people that stand and wait patiently, almost like a predator, which that's what he is. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so I, I want to switch gears real quick since it is technically um, happy Happy Halloween Eve. Tomorrow is October first. Yes, um, I it is. I'll catch it too. I can see you posting about it. Um, mm-hmm. What's your What's your all-time favorite horror franchise and or movie? Give me a couple. You can give me a top five if you want, man. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. I love A Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, Robert England, he's one of my heroes. He always has been. God. Candyman. Candyman, of course. Hellraiser. I'm like, I basically have a guy crush on Doug Bradley. <laughs> oh, I love it. I met him. Dude, real quick, I cut you off. I went to... Um, the Scream Con, first ever Scream Con in Danvers, Massachusetts, used to be Salem Village, and I fucking met the Bradley. He signed, "Dear Adam, oh. no tears, no, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering." On my fucking oh, you know, I, I'm so jealous. I'm hanging up on you now. No, I'm joking. Ah, don't do it. Oh, it's always the Doug Bradley <laughs> one. People are jealous of. I, I, he was so modest, and he, dude, he's right next to Tom Arnold, fucking Rosie. No that was kind of weird. He wasn't getting no one. There was, there was like 80 people in line for Doug Bradley. There was like no one in line for fucking Tom Arnold. But uh, <laughs> he looks funny. good. He, he looks good for his, his older age. And um, mm-hmm. um, I, I had to do and, I, and, and today I just bought a Candyman pop. Those little Funko Pops. He has his, his hook oh, in. Nice. That's why when you said Candyman, I, I got ADD, so I'm all fucking hyper now because you're you and me are clicking here. You're into all the same <laughs> shit. But all right, so anyway, no one ever says Candyman. That is such an un underrated movie when it comes to horror um, oh it really and, is and you know tony todd i mean i, I love the guy's yeah. acting anyway i look not only like his uh candyman work but being a star trek geek i love when he played kern Worf's brother in that show i was like yeah, he yeah. Such a good thing, you know i was like man that voice of his is terrifying he's also in a lot of movies as like little sidekicks or cameos i noticed in a yeah lot. yeah um, i mean like he's the same thing at robert english yeah, he was in uh, Wishmaster. He played a uh, security guard in Wishmaster. Yep, yep. Kate Otter. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Oh, my God. You know your fucking shit. All right, so we got, I'm, I went off tra- subject. I do that a lot, so bear with me. Um, so we got Hellraiser, and we got mm-hmm. Candyman, and A Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole series, of course. Of course. Uh, and of course, love- you know, Friday the 13th. You got to love Friday the 13th. Um, the Evil Dead series, you know, Bruce Campbell. That's another guy. Man, he's a god in the horror movie genre. Um, I used to love Jeepers Creepers until all the nasty stuff came out about the director and the writer. So I'm kind of like, I like the creature, the creeper, but not so much the movies anymore. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, I mean, Victor Salva, the guy that created that movie, he's a, he's a pedophile, so he's not a good person. Oh, man. Yeah, he's I not still, a good person. Uh, that's not, I love the school bus scene in the second one, but oh, fuck it. Whatever. I don't know. I still like the movie. That sucks, though. But yeah, fucking... God damn it. Have you seen a new one yet? Jeepers Creepers Reborn? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. Adam, don't waste your time. Do not waste oh, your time. I warn you now. It's so awful. They took a good franchise and just pissed all over it. 
They really Yikes. did. It's so disappointing. Yikes. I'm but, just to pass on that. Well, I was actually going to ask you if you watched the new Candyman. I, I did, yes. I've That's seen it. I mean, I liked it. I liked it. I know a lot of people are down with the remakes and they don't like them, but I personally really like it. I really care for it. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Man, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Like uh, people are giving Rob Zombie shit for making the Munsters. You know what? Fuck it. You haven't even seen it yet. How can you say a movie sucks because you've seen a trailer? Get the fuck out of here. Well, the people that I talked to that have seen it weren't too fond of it, and these people are big Munsters fans. So I kind of take their word. Yeah, I kind of take their word and go, okay, well, maybe it is pretty bad. You know, I mean, I'll still watch it. I'll still watch it to form my own personal opinion. opinion. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, you you gotta, that's what you got to do with everything. Is you know, form your own opinion. Don't ever let anybody tell you what's what. I love going against the grain. That's what metal and hardcore is. You fucking people couldn't stand the Ghostbusters with the chicks in it. I like it with Thor's secretary. I think it's a great Ghostbusters. Fuck the fuck off. You don't want to. You yeah. don't want pineapples on your pizza. Don't fucking eat it because I'm gonna. That's just how that's I am. So funny <laughs> that you just mentioned that, dude. I just, I had pizza like an hour before we got on this uh, show. And I had oh, pineapple God. on my pizza, so. Oh, shut the fuck up. That's amazing. Yep, yep I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, shit. All right, so let me get to uh, let me get to some fun stuff. We're rolling here. We got about forty minutes left. We're rolling right along here on Paranormal King Radio Network, historically haunted show every Friday night, eight p.m. right here. Um, the hard copy will be up tomorrow as well on my face, my YouTube page. Um, historically nice. haunted. That's where all my archives go for my vodcast, which I want to have you on too, my visual podcast on a Tuesday. I'll oh, have you on anytime. at some point too. Yeah, I got some openings in November. Um, that'll be my year anniversary, Halloween. So I'd love to have you on. Wow, and, congratulations, uh, man. That's awesome. I appreciate it. the radio show and the vodcast. Yeah, both been a year. And I'm thinking maybe I can get you and Nate Bristlin to come on, have them talk about some monster shit. Um, oh, Nate, right my boy. Yeah, have you guys so see if I can reach out to him and have you guys come on like right around pre Thanksgiving before the holidays and talk about some uh, that'd be great. I want to I'd be all good at a whole show on, on the Wendigo or something because we could talk um about that. So let's talk about the Wendigo. I don't want to talk too much about one subject and I want to get into some okay. fun personal shit. But uh you really you're really I was talking backstage, everybody, and, and Paul Ryan says that he'd rather uh dance with Bigfoot or laugh at Bigfoot's face than fucking even look at the Wendigo, basically. <laughs> um, the Wendigo is one of the ones that really is hard for you, I guess. And I think for everybody, if you really know the real Wendigo and you hear about yeah, the real you know, shit. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Once you start researching the true Wendigo, not the stuff that you see in horror movies or you hear about in video games, when you really start getting down to the Algonquin and the Cree and Ojibwe lore, you really start discovering a lot of dark truth to it. And it's dark enough where even as a monster fan and a horror movie fan, you kind of sit back and go, oh, my God, this is pretty dark and pretty brutal, you know? So you do really have to be careful when studying that, though, because it's a very demonic-heavy thing. So as you're researching that, you got to be really careful that these certain demons aren't researching you if you catch my drift. So (laughs) They get little tingles going, oh, someone's talking about me. And then they, they judge your soul, see how you are. I mean, use you well as I know. Some of these cryptids, like you said, I think of all of them, they got a paranormal link to them, especially the Wendigo. The Wendigo is known oh, yeah. to possess people. You know what I'm saying? The Wendigo knows. I will say, Adam, that the Wendigo shouldn't even be classified as a cryptid because by definition, a cryptid would be an undiscovered or unverified animal whose existence is rumored to be there. Okay. 
the Wendigo is an animal by any means. You know, there's nothing that would tie it to the biological animal that's naturally occurring, that something of this earth evolved into this animal. It's not animal by any means. So I would place Wendigo far more in the paranormal than I would in the cryptid category. That's interesting. I, that's a first, which I'm not saying you're wrong because I'm open mm -hmm. to all of it, but I love that theory because just because it has, they say it's got a cow-like skull, um, there are things that are known that's called shapeshifters that take the thing of maybe it saw a skull in the woods the day and I'm going to put that, and that's what they start recognizing. Because people have described it as many different things. That's fucking mm -hmm. well, fantastic. Here's a misunderstanding, though. The, the Wendigo is a very misunderstood subject. The stag-headed thing, the thing that you see with the stag skull, the deer skull, that yes, original was never a part of the Algonquin, the Cree, or the Ojibwe oral traditions. Where that came from, Adam, actually, it came from the hybridization of Algonquin lore with Viking, Nordic, and Celtic lore. So what they did is they merged the two because in, the, in, in Britain, there's a guy called Hearn the Hunter, okay? And in his mythology, he wears a deer skull on top of his own head. But when colonists came over and started settling in Canada and different parts of America, they took their own traditions and interbred them with the Native American traditions. Oh, so as time went along, you know, it kind of became lost to time how the Ojibwe and the Cree and the Algonquins actually described the Wendigo. And it became more popular with social media, video games, horror movies, and just fans of cryptozoology because it looks more monstrous when you have that stag-headed skull. So the truth became convoluted. Hmm. Misunderstood or maybe just changed. I don't know why people would change it. I think maybe these people just got misconstrued about it. Sounds like. Yeah. I mean, a lot of misconstruement goes on and like, you know, the older tales kind of get lost to time. People don't pay as much attention to that. We're talking this theory you're yeah, talking I mean, about, we're talking about Vikings and shit. We're talking hundreds of years, dude, before yeah. Bigfoot was known. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, with time, it just slips away and truth kind of becomes obscure. And you just got to know where to look for it and like where to scratch the surface and start finding the real truth. Wow. Mm hmm. Wow. That's a trip. I'm sitting here with my mom. I mean, I'm a little stoned too, but. I'm just digesting everything because, of course, living in Maine, I'm kind of in a window cut. King actually asked if the way he goes, didn't the Wendigo start in Canada? He says in chat. See, I, I, mm -hmm. hey, that's possible, but it, it, I think it's all over. It's kind of like, like we mentioned earlier, and I want to touch on that, how you said that Bigfoot is like Sasquatch or the Yeti. It depends on where you live, I guess. Like they call it the Yeti kind of like in Mexico area. It's Sasquatch kind of up higher. Then it's abominable snowman up towards the snow levels. So, oh, yeah. I mean, um, you've got so many names for Bigfoot. I mean, like, you know, some native tribes will call them the Oma. You know, you've got Janusqua, you've got Gugwe. You know, you've got all these different names. You've got Skookum. And, you know, every tribe has a different name for essentially the same creature. And interestingly enough, in your area, in Maine, there is a type of Bigfoot called the Wendigo, not the Wendigo. The Wendigo with an I rather than an E. So, you know, you have that, too, and you have to wonder, was that particular Bigfoot known for eating people? Is that why they called it the Wendigo? Yeah. Yeah, it gave a, bear, bear, you know, a, a resemblance 
to that, especially being the main people just kind of count it off as that. That's crazy. Wow. All these cool exotic names. Leave it to the dumb white man to go, oh, Bigfoot, because it's got big feet. <laughs> Everybody else <laughs> well, needs a cool name. The name that was actually uh, coined by loggers when they started finding the footprints. Ah, uh, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, during the 50s, you know, before they actually knew what they were dealing with, they were finding these tracks with big footprints. So, you know, you see big feet, call them Bigfoot, you know, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, self-explanatory, right? I mean, mm-hmm. wow. that's funny because uh, Bangor, Maine in the 1950s was known as the lumberjack capital of the world. Um, and that's yeah, where Paul right. Bunyan's statue is. Of course, Stephen King lives. I've been doing a lot of mm-hmm. research going around there, checking out stuff. My next big thing to do, I went to the Pet Cemetery house and the graveyard and all that good shit. I want to get mm-hmm. to the Micmac burying ground in Acadia National Park where they've seen serpents in the water. They've seen mermaids and ghost ships. And in the land, they've seen the when to go. Um, right nice. Park. Yeah, so I'll go there and uh, I'll take some pictures for you and shit like that. Where so I oh, want to what's your what's your go to? Uh, what's one of your favorite places to, to go to or visit or to go explore or or wait or or research? I should say, like what's your you go to? Any, any place around here? I mean, I have numerous research areas here in the small town that I live in. And, you know, that's where I'll go and I'll just I'll sit out there for hours and I'll walk around looking for different clues, you know. So, I mean, I don't really have a favorite area per se. It's just anywhere where it looks promising. I will find ways to look around that place and truly investigate. I love that. It's like fishing, man. You're not going to get something every time, but those three, four hours, man, what else do you get to do? Listen to the quiet, take in the sights and maybe right. or maybe well, you'll fucking see something. Well, with cryptozoology, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss, okay? You can't go out there thinking that every time you go investigating, you're going to find some kind of evidence. It doesn't happen that way. So you just got to keep your chin up and just keep, you know, doing what you're doing and learn to love what you're doing. Get out in the nature and learn to connect with nature. Be around the elements of like the birds and the plants around you and really connect with the earth, man. That helps a lot when you're doing cryptozoology. I love that. I agree. I, and I think, too, you'll, you'll be able to be easier with nature. You'll get to recognize things more and know what isn't and what is. And I think, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, and I love it myself. Where I live, up by Bangor is like, fucking, I don't know, maybe there's 800 people in the town. It's very small. Everybody's got, uh, I live by, excuse me, Mount Katahdin, Maine, by Moosehead Lake and shit. And it's just mm-hmm. all woods and there's beavers and hawks, dude. And I tell you, man, to go out there and get stoned by my fire pit out back. And there's That's nothing awesome. like it. And there's got to yeah, be some shit out there, area, man. Though. Oh, it's beautiful, dude. There's moose up there. There's deer. Oh, uh, nice. A bunch of rednecks on four-wheelers <laughs> with shotguns. <laughs> Whoa, oh, oh, okay, that's not so nice. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. They're hunters and shit. They're local. They're, they're good old boys. It's kind of quiet up there. There's literally, like, there's no McDonald's for, like, at least an hour to get to my closest McDonald's or anything like that. So it's Oh, so you're like, you, know, you got to go a distance to get McDonald's and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but that's but that's good because I think that's my little more likely a chance to see a UFO or a Bigfoot or, I mean, I kind of want that. I think, right? Even though, like with you, man, you know that scares you down deep, but there's something about you that wants to see this shit, right? Absolutely. I mean, you can't go out there being terrified that you're going to see something. Otherwise, it defeats the purpose of going out there to see something. So, yeah, you, yeah. you got to learn to, to dig up some courage and accept the fact that maybe someday you will see something. You know, and don't react with total fear. Use logic. Yes. And be safe, for God's sake. Know your terrain. Don't fall into a fucking well and get stuck or break a leg. And don't go out yeah, alone. Yeah. Um, 
Do you ever do overnights? Do you do weekend things? Do you go camping out with people where sites are seen? Do you go traveling where, where things are seen? Shit like that, too? I do. Yeah, I do. I actually, oh, uh, yes. I'll go like in the surrounding areas like Tucson, Phoenix, Sierra Vista. In fact, next month, I want to try to plan a trip up to Tucson because Mount Lemmon, which I used to go to every day when I lived in Tucson, they actually reported seeing a family of Bigfoot up there. So it's a newer sighting. It's maybe like six months old. So I want to gather some people up and go camping up there and see if maybe we can see what these people had seen. Wow. I wonder if he's mm-hmm. changing pace or there's more Bigfoot's expanding. Wow. I think it's a migration. I honestly feel that Bigfoot migrates through here. So, you know, when it's summertime, they come here because there's more coverage for them. You know, the, the forestation at Mount Lemon is that it's thickest during the summer. So if they wanted a place to hide, Mount Lemon would be a great idea. There's so many trees. There's rivers. There's lakes. There's caves oh. to hide in. There's, you know, there's animals running around. There's deer and rabbit and quail, you know, anything you'd want. And then there's, you know, little fruit orchards along Mount Lemon too. Fuck, so they got a fresh water. It would be ideal for them. Um. Okay, so I want to do some fun shit now. We got about a half hour to go. I want to talk about this is where I, I usually get a little goofy and I, I try to ask because, of course, we're, we're being serious here, but it's fun to talk real and I want to get to know the real you. And I'm sure our listeners do too. Thank you, everybody, for okay. listening. Like I said, this will be on Spotify, on, on Anchor FM, and Mixler, and iTunes, and my YouTube channel, and Facebook all tomorrow. The hard copy. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, we are our guest, Ryan. Ryan mm-hmm. Bolcher, cryptozoologist. What do you listen to? Uh, let's let's talk about like your top uh, couple bands that you listen to, like maybe before an excursion or after you go into right. evidence. Just one wine. What do you put on the CD player or fucking iTunes or whatever? Okay, well, I mean, Megadeth. It's always uh, a must with Megadeth. The old school Megadeth oh, is. Yes. You know, I absolutely love Dave Mustaine, um, Allison Chains because Elaine Staley's voice. Oh my God, dude, best voice in rock and roll history. Rest in um, peace. Kiss. Yeah. Kiss. I got to have plenty of Kiss. Old school Kiss, though. None of their like you know newer live stuff. It's yeah, that's nonsense. Their older stuff from their earliest. <laughs> Gods <laughs> of Thunder and fucking yeah, yeah, Detroit yeah, Rock City. Yeah. You know, like King of the Nighttime World. You know, stuff like that. Because you know, here you are. You're out at night doing stuff. Rock out some King of the Nighttime World, man. What the hell? You know, do that uh, kind of stuff. Um, let's see. What else do I like? I actually listen to a lot of instrumental stuff. I'm a big fan of James Horner, who composed for like Alien, Star Trek, stuff like that. So I love listening to the Klingon theme. The Klingon theme from Star Trek Three will really get your blood pumping because it's a very strong warrior theme. So you're like, you know, you can feel kind of cowardly before, but after you listen to that about ten times, you're like, yeah, I can take on a Bigfoot now. (laughs) (laughs) um, Old school Rob Zombie, Coolio, DMX, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, he just died a couple yeah. days ago, Red Coolio. Um, yeah. Wow, basically the same shit as me, man. That's cool. White zombie and shit. It's all, it's groovy shit. It's not super like fucking headache shit, but it's it's right there where it can get you going and get you prepped up. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was so bummed out about Coolio, dude. I mean, that is definitely an indicator that I too am getting old. Because I used to listen to that guy when I was a teenager and now he's dead. I'm like, man, where did time go? <sighs> Oh my god! Then, dude, when it's, uh, Gangsters Paradise was huge, and everybody, that movie came out. Higher Learnings with what's your? Oh, yeah. that was big. That was high school. They played at the dances, and oh yeah, that, yeah. You hear that? That's true, man. We're not getting any younger. So that actually brings me to my next question, which is pretty good. Um, what's your bucket list before uh, before people have to try to 
try to find you and explore where your your ghost is, so to speak. Um, what do you plan to get to before you you go get off this rock? What do you want to really have to get to? You give me one for well, America and then one thing. for international. Well, my number one thing is you know I definitely want to see a Bigfoot somewhere. Okay, I don't care yeah. if it's in America, Canada, Russia. I don't care. I absolutely one hundred percent, without a doubt, have to see a Bigfoot before I kick the bucket. Before I become worm food, I have to see one up close so I know that my life's work wasn't in vain. Oh, I love the dedication. Yes. So then I want to go to Japan, actually. Now, I'm sure you saw this coming, Adam. I want to go to Japan, go to Tokyo Harbor, and just bug some random person. Be like, so when does Godzilla show up? You know, just to oh, bug him. Just to listen to you. Like stupid American. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the, the, see, the thing is, there's got to be some sort of museum over there. You know, that's like one of their biggest lures. There's got to be some sort of memorial and museum, right? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, Adam, they've got such great stuff now. I mean, they got the Toho Museum over in Osaka, oh. you know, and you can see like all these Godzilla costumes that they use throughout the movies. Oh, you know, you can meet these actors and offices that were in those. They got a hotel that you can stay in. And one of the rooms actually has a Godzilla footprint on the wall. It's it's amazing. I want to go there and just be my Godzilla paradise for at least two weeks. You know, just to lose myself in that. Man, oh and, man, you you're know, not just a, a monster cryptozoologist thing, but you really are a horror movie and old school, just movie creature feature type nut, dude, like nerd. And I love that shit. That's oh yeah, I absolutely am. You should see my house, Adam. I will send you pictures over on Facebook. I've got my <laughs> Predator collection, my NECA Predator collection. I put those up on shelves. I'm still working on getting the aliens up on a shelf. But I've got over 200 predators, okay? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is insane. And I didn't realize how many of them I had until I started opening them out of the packages. And I'm like, how did I get so many? <laughs> wow. I'm going to ask mm -hmm. you a personal question. Uh, not personal, I guess it's silly. Um, do you, what do you think is cooler, him without the mask or with the mask? I say without it. I love his teeth. But the mask is badass. I love, I love without it. One. Without I love it. Without yeah. it. I mean, some of them have very cool-looking helmets, but I love seeing the facial expressions. I love seeing the eyes. I'm one of those guys that if a monster is going to be convincing, we have to see its expression. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I know. And no offense to Jason Voorhees or Mike Myers, because Lord knows Friday the 13th is my fucking favorite of all time. My number one. Um, no. I've met. Oh, I met I met Ari Lehman, the very first Jason, the little boy in the boat that pulls the girl down at the end of the first one. And I met oh, Ken met all the people. I do it all wait in line, dude. I've met Ronda Rousey, Alexa Bliss. I've met um, mm -hmm. a bunch of wrestlers. Chris Jericho, Million Dollar Man, Teddy DiBiase. That's my oh, one thing. Million Dollar Man, that's my yeah. dude right there. I drove to Massachusetts, Calhoun Restaurant in Peabody, Mass. I went to go see where the Boston Stranglers buried there, uh, Albert DeSalvo. <laughs> and I stopped oh there God. on the way back and got my autograph on my belt by fucking Ted DiBiase, dude. The Million Dollar Man, he had his belt with him. That's shit. so <laughs> cool, man. That I love is so it, awesome. I've met uh, Kevin Nash. I've met Scott Hall, Ooh. rest in peace, for the bad guy. I yeah, saw I met you post a picture of that. Yes, that's dope. Yep, I saw Bret Hart. So actually, um, with Bret Hart, I met him at a convention. He ended up taking out me and my friend to dinner. It was my birthday when I met him. So Bret Shut Hart up. treated us to a birthday dinner. No. <laughs> yeah, he took us out to a birthday dinner, and he sat and talked to me for about two hours. He was Whoa. such a nice guy. Dude, they say Brett is one of the nicest fucking people you've ever met. That's why they say you watch the Montreal Screwjob and you must want to cry for the poor bastard. Yeah, and he is a really super nice guy, but don't mention Vince McMahon too much around him. He does not like that. No, or Sean. He doesn't like him in real life. He pretends he does, but... No, no, he does not. Oh, boy. 
Wow, you just became my personal small little mini fucking idol. Bret Hart bought this dude's lunch, dude. I yeah. Mean, put the monster shit aside for a second. <laughs> Bret the Hitman. I mean, Ross, you're from Canada. You love wrestling. You're all about that. From Wow, that's fucking wild, dude. That's It was uh, great, man. It was like I was fanboying out the whole time. Uh, I was trying to think of a conversation to have with him. But, you know, I grew up watching Bret Hart. You know, I started liking him when I was like yeah. five years old, when he was still part of the Hart Foundation. Excellence execution, you know, so, sunglasses on, kids in the fucking front row. Yeah, so you know, as I'm watching this guy and I get to meet him, I'm like, oh my god, it's Brett that oh. hit me on heart. Holy shit! Oh, what a fucking trip! Breaking bread and just shooting the breeze like he's somebody. Um, yeah, that's and he's wild. Just, like he talks to you like he's your friend though. Like he doesn't even remember that he's this big famous wrestler. He just talks to you so casual that you're like, oh okay, <laughs> there's no pressure here, Brett. Okay. And that's why you're humble. You carry that on with you. And that's why you don't act like your, your shit don't stink, even though you've got a lot of a cool resume. Yeah. You do a lot of cool right. shit, but you don't act like... There's a lot of cocky people in the field of monsters and ghosts, and a lot of people oh, like, yeah. I don't even have on my show. So, um, real quick, before we switch gears, i got to ask, who's your favorite male and female wrestler? My favorite male wrestler would have to be Mark Calloway, The Undertaker. Oh, you too. Me too. Yeah, yeah me, Mark. Oh. for you. I was uh, actually at his debut when he debuted as Undertaker at Survivor Series. I was actually in the audience with my brother. When they had the gobbly gooker and that fucking egg, it was 1990 Survivor Series. Million Dollar right, Man brought right. him came out with Brother Love. Wow. Yep, sure did. Wow. So I got to see that. So, you know, right there, I was like, oh my God, this guy's freaking cool. So I just, <sighs> I watched him throughout, man. And yeah, when he retired, man, I, I generally cried. I know I people did, are going to think no. I'm weird, but I cried when he retired, man. I was like, no. Undertaker is gone, no. When he, lost the, oh, when he lost the Brock. Oh, I, I haven't watched oh. WrestleMania again since. It's the only one I skip. I refuse to watch it. Fuck that. Oh, man, I still feel the pain from that. That was just oh. so uncalled for. Oh. I don't understand why they ever took that streak away from him. I think they should have let him retire with it intact. But, yeah, I, I guess maybe he had reasons for it. I, I don't know. Dude, 23 and... Two or whatever it is, because he lost a Roman two later on. Fucking whatever. Um, I so think it's Chad, name that he's beaten though. I mean, he's beaten Big Daddy Cool, Diesel, you know, Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Jake Robert. You know, he's beaten some legendary people. Edge. You know, yeah. so it's like, come on, <laughs> dude. That match with him and uh, uh, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, the Hell in the Cell, or no, Triple H when Shawn Michaels was a ref. Oh, oh, that was God, fantastic. Oh, my God. That was a fantastic me? match. The WrestleMania, when he had to give Kane three pile drivers, one Mike Tyson was at, and he had to give, and I don't think I had to keep Kane three tombstones to put him out. Yep. Yep. I remember oh, that one, too. Um, <laughs> all right. I can talk all day about wrestling. Uh, my uh, what about the chick? Oh, who's your chick? Oh, God. You know, I don't really have a favorite female wrestler, but as far as like a valet goes, Miss Elizabeth. Oh. Miss Elizabeth has been a crush of mine since I was a kid. Same, yeah. She's the first lady in wrestling, man. God rest her soul. Yeah. And you know what's great about her is she wasn't dirty. You know, she wasn't one of those like slutty kind of wrestlers. No. She was just I'll there. Get, and you, know, you could picture her however you wanted to. <laughs> you no. Know, wow, you know your shit. That's killer. Um, all right, so another fun question. Uh, we'll come more. A couple more fun questions. What's your go-to for food, man? You a barbecue guy? You like a big fat burger? You like a nachos I'm a pizza guy? guy? I'm a pizza, pizza guy. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up watching Ninja Turtles, man. So pizza is a must. <laughs> and whenever I got that craving, I'm just like, pizza. No, you so. really can't go wrong. And no one makes a bad pizza unless you burn the fucking thing. And even then, it's still kind of edible, I guess, you know? You know, I don't know. I mean, I did have pizza from one place here in town. And, dude, it was terrible. It was awful. It wasn't even pizza that I could eat. I was just like, nope, calling a different place now. Oh, um, what you go to for the big change? Papa John's? Uh... Domino's has really stepped up their game, I feel. Domino's is great. I love Domino's. Pizza Hut is fantastic. But there's a local place here called R&R Pizza. And, dude, their pizza is so good. It's just like, oh. I guess, like, they know me from ordering so often. They always hook me up with extra toppings and whatnot. So I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys are top shelf. I'm going to keep going to you. Oh, that's amazing. That's Mm -hmm. (laughs) top shelf. Um. So before we get into matches and shit more, which we will, I want to talk a little bit about something that's very near and dear to me that we already talked about a little bit, horror movies again. Um, okay. I don't think we've, um, I just want to talk about like, like on your podcast, like do you, do you, oh, okay, how about this? Um, oh, also my girl, Heather uh, Witchin, she's got her own show every other Wednesday here on Life, on the uh, Paranormal King Radio Network called Witchin Life Guide. She shared your YouTube channel link in chat. So everybody in the oh, chat room, you. like, you know, you guys check that out, hit on it, subscribe, follow, hit that notification bell, hit that star, and uh, that's the podcast. Like, and King says he's going to share it on the Mixler page um, as oh, well. Oh, nice. Thank you. We really appreciate that. We'll get some invites out there. Um, so far as horror movies go, man, are you a slash and go guy? Do you like stuff based on actual events? Do you like, like, goofy horrors? Like, I mean, like you said Evil Dead, which I love the first one. All of the remake. All of the yeah. above. I'm not really super okay. picky where it's like it's got to be just slasher based or whatever. I like body horror too, like The Fly. Oh, you know, one of Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. Oh. I really love that movie. I haven't seen that in years. Oh, that fucked me up. But he goes in the incinerator and he comes out. With the, he goes in there with the fly, that transporter yeah. thing. And he, oh boy, oh boy, what a fucked up I movie. Some, there were some really gruesome scenes in that movie. I mean, I wasn't ready for some of those. The donut scene. You know, when he goes to eat the donut and said he ends up barfing on it, I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Some of the stuff's uncalled for. And the old school horror movies, dude, is always tits and there's always like these pukey scenes. And there's, there's no yep. need of it, really. It's just added for it, I guess. Funny story about The Fly, though. When I first watched that movie with my dad when I was about eight years old, he actually got me donuts, right? And I'm like, oh, wow, I get donuts and a movie. This is awesome. And then when that scene came up, I realized why my dad got me the donuts. He was trying to gross me out. And I'm like, this is disgusting, Dad. I can't eat donuts now. Your dad's awesome. He got you into monsters, and he's trying to get you into, into horror movies and fucking eating. Your dad sounds a fucking funny. Sounds like a riot, he dude. Was a he great must be guy. proud of what you're doing. Yeah, he was a very great guy. He passed away when I was 15. So. Oh, I'm so sorry, brother. Shit, I had no idea. My bad. So, no, no, right. I, I love talking about my father, dude. I love talking about my dad. He's a good topic for me, so it's no harm done. Oh, he's following you. I don't know if you believe in that stuff. I'm not going to preach to you religion. Oh, I absolutely do. I absolutely I, do. Good, good. That's good, man. That's good. You're doing some good shit. You're having fun while doing Thank you. it. You, you ever thought of making a, uh, like a documentary movie or writing a book or something? Actually, I'm going to be doing both. I am currently working on a book for the Yi Narushi, the Skinwalkers. And eventually, I would like to do a documentary on those things. Because Skinwalkers, like the Wendigo, they're very misunderstood, too. I mean, I didn't realize how misconceptualized they really were until I started looking into this scene myself. 
And I started thinking, wow, these people really don't know what a skinwalker is. And so I spent a good year, year and a half working my way to tr get trust from different Native American people. Because if they don't want you to know about it, they will not talk to you about it. Yeah. So I learned a lot from a very, very good friend of mine who I consider my brother, William Nighthawk. And he's a Lakota. So he shared a lot of Native American truth with me. And I'm very, very grateful that he did that. I, I feel like, well, it's fair to say the Native Americans were here way before the colonists were anyway, but I feel like a lot of these um, North American-based monsters have a lot to do with the Native spirits, whether it's conjured up or they saw them for, but Egyptians saw uh, uh, UFOs and monsters in Egypt too. So I guess it, yes, like the Aztecs, the Incas in Mexico saw stuff, the little mm -hmm. devils and shit that got running down there. So I guess yeah, it's always well, I mean, been around. It depends on who you talk to. Really? <laughs> the Egyptians, I mean, they have Anubis, you know, and if you want to tie Anubis to cryptozoology, he could be a dog man. You never know. Fuck, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we got, a new, we got a, someone new in chat, Ashers. I wonder if that's who oh, I think it is. is. That's my co-host um, right there. Yes, I'll say that's your co-host. Funny thing is, I actually have her as my on my show next Friday as a guest. Oh, awesome. So she'll be on here really to cool. wrapping about uh, the Monster Radio podcast. I mean, I imagine it's her. I know she's big into uh, one of my personal favorites. I really need to get out to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Oh, the Mothman. The Mothman. She's all yeah, about the I'm going to tell you, Adam. That's I'll tell guy. you what, right now, Adam, if you want to know a lot about Mothman, like know every little thing there is to know, that is a chick to talk to. She is going to tell you so much stuff. With him. I noticed she posts quite a lot, and she, 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 that's definitely, I mean, if I have to ask her her favorite, to me, that'd be. The number one, I can tell. Um, I've never been. I know a lot about. I know he was first seen in a cemetery, um, a little above West Virginia, not actually in West Virginia, but then he was seen at Point Pleasant, and of course mm -hmm. the bridge, the whole nine. But yeah, that's pretty. Uh, of course, the Jersey Devil. There's some fucking. There's some well-known ones. Loch Ness monster. Of course, you get Champ. You know, uh, right. from Lake Champlain. But but then you got a little bit less of no ones like um, the Pugwudgie that you said earlier, or what was the one you said? Rigaroo, Rigaroo, the, the, yeah. the beast, the way road. Yeah, yep, the way legend. I grew up on that so much. I mean, my dad would always tell me, "Be careful with the Rigaroo you go out," and I'm like, "Dad, come on, man." <laughs> <laughs> dad would bust your balls a lot, huh? <laughs> yeah, he would. I mean, you know, like you know, a six, seven year old boy or eight or nine going out with my friends. He's like, "Oh, you better be careful with the Ruguru likes to pick up kids." And I'm like, "Dad, come on, man." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I that didn't really shit. realize that at the time. He was trying to actually educate me, you know, because I mean, like I said, he was Cajun, you know, so he grew up with that mythology burned into his brain. So he was trying to educate me. So nowadays, that really paid off, and I really am grateful for my father for doing it. Wow, that's cool. Cajuns, was he from New Orleans with the vampires yeah. on? No yep. shit. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because only when he yelled at me, Adam, would his Cajun accent come out. Oh, no he, way. Yeah, when he was talking normal, it just he kind of sounded like I did. He just be like, hey, Ryan, you can't be doing that. Da, 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 da. But when he yelled, he'd be like, oh, you can't be doing that. You know? Oh, so, oh man, better. I fucking love mm -hmm. it. Narlins, man, I got to get there. Yep. Um, uh, my boss, Ross King, the king, says, uh, were the phone calls in the Mothman movie part of the real story? I imagine the Mothman prophecies, probably. I watched that uh, once. I was you, know what? you can ask Ashley about that. I don't believe it really was, but Ashley would know better than I do. If you're in, well, you're in chat, Ashley, so if you can, go ahead and type that in and answer it, and uh, I'll say I'll bring it on air. Ashers. 
A-S-C-H, A-S-H-E-R-Z is the name in chat. Yep, yep. Um, so, so, yeah, man, I mean, fuck, you got a full spectrum of all that stuff when it comes down to it. Um, yeah. Oh, what yeah. about as far as we, we never did say, oh, you said, well, you know, you said Japan. You said, of course, for, 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 um, for the Godzilla stuff. Um, right. That's cool. You love the horror movies, man. I try to go to horror movie filming sites. Of course, Pet Cemetery. I've just been to. I went to where the truck. Remember the truck leaves. He's listening to Ramones and he leaves the yard before he hits gauge. I do. Yeah. I went to the pump station. I talked to the guy. He's been there for thirty years. He was there and they worked there. They left the Orco oh, no. sign up and he stole it. And then the next day they came looking for it. He had to give it back. <laughs> uh, you know that is one movie that creeped the living hell out of me for some reason. And to this day, really? I can't figure out why. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it, Adam. I don't, but that movie just creeps the living crap out of me, dude. I can't watch it in full for some reason. Still to this day, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm fine up until the point where Zelda shows up, and then once Zelda shows up, I'm like, nah, oh, done. My stomach just turned. I've just drank a beer and a half pumpkin beer, and my stomach just turned when you said Zelda. When her back sticking <laughs> out, Rachel, oh my fucking God, horrifying. Yeah, Stephen and King's that scene where she rushes at the camera? Oh. That scene where he just like pops out of nowhere and she runs at the camera. I'm like, oh, son, I knew it was coming. I still jump every time I see it. Oh my god! Oh my god! And that's old. That's that's, yeah. that's just makeup. That's not CGI. That's not superimposed green screen. That's just makeup in a person. But fucking right. Horrifying. And I think that's what made it look so creepy, though, is because like the makeup was so well done that you can't even tell it's a guy in that makeup. You think it's generally a woman. Too. Yeah, it's a guy that played Zelda, and I didn't know that until years ago. I was like, "Wait, a dude played that? Wait, what?" Like but yeah, it's a guy. Boy, that played that. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, that's fucking nuts, dude. That's, I mean, but that's Hollywood. I watched a thing. They said he wore the makeup for like fucking twelve hours or something. The bodysuit, or I watched oh, so much. I, just living up here, I just had to. I couldn't walk around the movie set like that with that dude wearing that bodysuit, man. I'd beat him up. I'd be like, you know what? You're so creepy. I'm whooping your ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's eating You're the bacon. You too much. Like, You're going to get punched, dude. You're just ugly. I can't do it. Fucking yeah, I can't do it. Stop rushing at me like that because I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking A. Um, I'm going to ask you something that's kind of off topic, but not really. It's kind of, I guess, kind of um, my girlfriend's daughter ava she's big 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 into dragons do you believe in the old folklore of dragons and shit like that i like do i do yeah i mean maybe i'm just like too much into fantasy but i do believe that at one time yes dragons were a thing and i do like to believe that maybe somewhere they're hiding just waiting to be found fucking love your attitude i love how you think and feel because i'm the same fucking way i heard like awesome. it's it's too fun to not i believe in pixies why not why not believe in your why not believe in cooties and earmites fuck it believe in it all right right my only fear with dragons though is that like somebody's gonna find a dragon that's really friendly like puff the magic dragon right and i'm gonna find the freaking dragon from dragon player that would be my luck <laughs> really pissed off dragon that's old and she's angry and she's like oh human and i'm like oh this is gonna end badly you get the old, you get the old horse that bucks you right off her <laughs> that would be my luck too that would be my luck that it bucked me off i'd be like oh that's cool i'm dead oh. <laughs> I'm, walking, I'm walking asshole i like i like the uh the dragon dog from never-ending story there uh oh Atreyu. yeah falcor yeah falcor rather i'm sorry falcor yeah yeah falcor yep so yeah, do you i like, like the, uh, do i like what Go ahead I was going to say, do you oh, like I, mythological I, type movies too and sci-fi shit? Oh, God, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, Sinbad, stuff like that. I grew up on that stuff too. 
Ray Harryhausen, I mean, come on, dude. You know, as yes. an artist, I absolutely love every single thing he's done. That's cool. So you, you like the art in it, too. I mean, obviously, you like oh, the scary yeah. tactics and all the little fancy drama shit, but you love the screenplay, I guess, right? Are you a writer, too, yourself? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, you know, I want to be a writer as well, but I'm a huge, huge art enthusiast. I mean, I went to college for art. I've been drawing and painting my whole life. So in certain horror movies like Predator, you know, Stan Winston, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's legendary. Yeah, yeah. I see. I'm the same way, man. I I grew up on. I remember my my stepfather went hunting. Ooh. I must have been like six, seven, maybe eight. My mom was gave birth to my sister, and he went hunting. My mom was alone, and she was watching the original Shining, and I can't. I couldn't sleep, so she let me stay up and watch it. it must have been Seven, eight, nine, Red and a Oh, that was it. I was hooked. Red Rum, yes. Um, <laughs> the in the hall, holding hands, the elevator of blood, the whole fucking night. Oh, I was hooked. Man. I was hooked. You know, my dude. favorite though. Huh? Going back to one of your questions, my absolute favorite, I think my all-time favorite horror movie is Pumpkinhead. I think the way that Stan Winston created that demon, yes, it just it was, was so oh. fantastic. Yeah, it was so fantastic that it really stuck with me. That's your number one, dude. Mm-hmm. No. So oh, that's yeah. your go-to. No. Yeah. I have pumpkin. I got a limited edition one. I almost brought it because, of course, we watch horror movies all year round. Like, my girl's a witch. We always have pumpkins up. But, of course, well, everybody, of course, just like you. You go extra crazy. In October, so now <laughs> if you're not watching horror movies all year round, I got to question your mental health. Amen. You fucking get it. You fucking get it. So this is a big month for us. So do you have anything lined up for you that you haven't seen yet? Of course, the new Mike Myers, the new Halloween comes out soon, which is good. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have to see that. But, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting to see if any really good horror movies come out. I mean, there's that talk of the remake of Pumpkinhead, and I'm kind of going, I want you to make it, but I don't. And if yeah. they do make it, I will definitely see it because, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my critique, man. If it sucks, Adam, you're going to hear about it. You will hear about <laughs> it for the next two years, I guarantee you. If you get a high bar, so, that's why, because you love that movie. So your bar is high, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm also one of those guys that, like, you know, if Stan Winston created something legendary, please don't piss on it, okay? Yeah, you know, I agree. Try to be as creative as he was. And if you can't do it, then please don't touch it. You know, if you can't do it right, leave it alone. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's so many. Make something of your own. Make something original. Um, I see you're also big, 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 big into Star Wars. You love your Darth Vader. Yeah. Huh? Oh, God. Yeah, you know, Vader, it's a character that I think I was about five years old when I first got to see one of the Star Wars movies. I don't remember which one I got to see, but James Earl Jones' voice and the way that he was so able to afflict emotion with that deep voice, I fell in love with it, you know, and I was like, I kept telling my dad and my brothers and my mom, when I get older, I want to have a deep voice like he does. You know, of course, it never happened. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, I just I fell in love with Vader. And then when I got to learn more about him through the books, this is before the prequels came out, by the way. So oh, I got yeah. to know that he fought Obi-Wan, but I wanted to know more. So when the prequels came out, I was like, yes, I get to see Anakin Skywalker. So I watched the prequels. I watched the Clone Wars. And I absolutely fall in love with Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Oh, such great dialogue and background. You really get to love the characters. And you got the goofy guys, the little comic reliefs, Jar Jar Banks, and all these fucking mm -hmm. guys. Well, and, what know, I love I about like Darth, Darth Vader, Vader, though, is like, Vader's yeah. not just a badass, though, but like, ultimately, he's very tragic and he's actually kind of pathetic. 
you know, when you get to see what he's like outside of that armor, he's just a shell of a man. He's not what he once was. And so he's really not capable of doing the stuff that he could do as Anakin Skywalker. So he's a broken husk. Yeah. Nope. You know, and you can't help but feel bad for him when you see how badly the burns really, you know, destroyed him pretty much. And you learn that he essentially killed Anakin Skywalker in a way. Yeah. You know, it's a very poignant character. Wow. Nice diagnosis. It's true. He really almost mm-hmm. is like Rick Moranis in Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is a very pathetic character. You take that armor off, and he's not much of a man at all. He can't breathe on his own. No. I guess it's kind of like Jason. He takes that mask off, and you throw water on him, and he cries in the corner. Jason Voorhees, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Very true. Yeah. Very, very true. That's yeah. pretty discovered in Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And, and when he made the Jason takes Manhattan too. Remember the sewer at the end? Jason takes Manhattan. The sewer yep. floods, and he fucking he's a little kid again. He's like twelve years old in the sewer, and they leave him there. Oh yeah, and he's calling for his mommy. Mommy, uh, King yep. wants to know. Um, great show, he says. Ryan, uh, what are your thoughts on pugwudgies? <laughs> pugwudgies. Oh, I think those are a topic that are not covered enough, and I I think people need to start respecting the pugwudgies. I think the reason why people have bad encounters with them is because they forgot how to actually respect them and kind of cherish them in a way. Yeah. That's a native thing too, isn't it? Kind of but more your way, is that Southern? Yeah. Actually, I had seen what I believe is a Pukwudgie here in Arizona. No shit. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a little person. When I say little person, Adam, I don't mean like four, three feet tall. I mean, maybe like a foot and a half, maybe even like under a foot at the most. But a full-grown mini-man. Oh, my yeah. God. And he was just standing there, and he stared at me for a brief moment. But it was just the weirdest thing I had ever seen. You know, I mean, I had my dogman encounter, but seeing this tiny little humanoid, I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> oh, my God. So what happened? Did he scatter? Yeah, he, uh, he, stood, he stood there and stared at me for a moment, and he just casually turned away and just ran up the hill, and I never saw him again. Oh my fucking god! I got goosebumps a little bit. That's fucking freaky. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm, I'm more scared of little people than I am giants because I can hide from giants. Little people can, I, they can hide I'll from tell me. You what, it was, it was creepy, Adam. Because like when I was walking with my dog, I was taking him for his riverbed run, as we often do. I kept hearing this high, high pitch whistle, and it wasn't just like a, a normal whistle. It was like a trilling whistle, kind of like imagine the sound that the predator makes, but it's a lot more up there in tone. It's more high pitched. And I kept hearing that. And that's not a normal thing that I would hear down there. So I'm looking around going, what in the hell is that? Is there somebody pranking me? What's going on? But my dog, he looked nervous. Duke looked nervous. And Duke never looks nervous when we go out. So I'm just going, okay, there's something not right here. It might be some kind of bird or whatever. But as we rounded this bend at the bottom of the hill, sure enough, there was this little humanoid sitting there holding a spear. And he was wearing like rabbit fur or squirrel fur. And he just stared at me for a moment and then just, boom, ran up the hill. Wow. So trippy. It's like, it's like I said, I'm not quite a pixie, but almost like a dwarf or like a little elf type creature. Just like a little, um, what what do they call them in Hawaii? Is that what they call the Hawaii Pugwudgies? Isn't there a name for pygmies? Pygmy people, right? Yep. Yep. Um, So it's a lot like that. And it was, you know, it was definitely one of those things that you're looking at it. You're going, am I really looking at this though? I mean, can there be a person that small? 
you know, so wow. I told people about it and they're like, Oh, well you saw a kid running around. I'm like, no, there's no kid. That's only a foot tall, dude. What are you talking about? Come on, kid? Stuff in the woods like that, a little infant, give me a fucking break. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and when, what infants can run on two legs? You know, infants can't run. Yet, so. <laughs> no, and it's not by itself by any means. At least the mother's not yelling. Come on now. Come on. But of course, people right. just love to not believe um, we're getting a little low on time. We're actually a little bit over, which is fine. I can usually go about five or ten over. But my girl, Heather, the one I love so much, she's such a great girl. My witch. She got another great question. Uh, what's your favorite style, Ryan, uh, of art to create? I love abstract. I love doing comic book styles. I kind of mimic Todd McFarlane, Angel Medina, Jack Kirby, um, Art Adams. Art Adams has been a big influence. Bob Eagleton, Eagleton, he was a very big influence on me. In fact, I have him on my Facebook page. But I just like to draw whatever comes to mind. Like, it's not usually just one style. I like to blend and combine styles. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She does a little bit. Of, she does like she's artsy and craftsy and shit. So she says thank you. She's right next to me. Um, so she does nice. some of that stuff. So you've got a lot of influences, I guess, so to speak, when it comes to all that stuff, which is obviously going to help oh, yeah. you. Uh, real quick, too, before we, I want to plug more of your shit before we go. But okay. I got to ask you about your dog man encounter, man. I forgot to ask you, and I got to know what the hell happened there. Okay, well, when I had that, it was about almost two years ago now. I was actually watching a house. I was house sitting for my friend and his wife while they went out of town. And what I would do. So I would do morning and afternoon and nighttime checkups, okay? Well, on this particular day, I had gone about midnight. And as I was walking into the backyard, because he has a very, very big backyard that ends right where the hills start, I could hear, like, some kind of growling noise. And I'm like, is that a, a dog that's roaming around? Or is it, like, a mountain lion? Because we do get mountain lions in Arizona. So I made nothing of it at first. But as I heard it again, I decided to puff up and you go, hey, you know, try to scare it off just in case it yeah. was a human or whatever, like a, a vagrant or whatever that was trying to mess with me. So when I did that, there was nothing at first. And then a few minutes later, I heard the same kind of growl. So again, I'm like, hey, and this time <laughs> it responded with a very, very deep growl. And this growl, Adam, was so deep, I could feel it in my chest, man. Uh, boy. Like as the, the growl is vibrating, so is my chest. My ribs are going because <laughs> I can feel it in my chest. Uh -huh. And so I, I kind of stop and I'm like, what in the hell was this? So, you know, my logical mind is thinking bear or mountain lion, even though we don't get bears in this part of Arizona. But as I'm walking forward, I see something in silhouette and it's about maybe uh, four or five feet tall. <clears throat> so I keep walking towards it a little bit and I notice that it noticed me. Okay. I could see that it's looking right at me. And just as I got out there to where it was, the security lights in the back of the house turned on. And when the lights came on, I'm looking at a bipedal hyena. This thing looks just like a hyena. Yeah. And so it stands up on two legs and it's holding onto this branch of a tree. And it's just staring at me for a moment. Then it drops down to all fours again. And it charged forward about three feet. So it did a bluff charge on me. So I'm thinking this thing was trying to see how I would react. If I would pull a weapon, if I would run. But see, growing up in New England, you know, you don't run from predators. Okay? Because no. you run, they think you're prey. They'll so I, I stood firm because I was scared shitless, too, you know? So I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. And it just, it stops. And it's staring at me again. And I can see the ears going up and down. I can see its head turning side to side. So to me, the, that action right there said it was curious. So I'm not moving, okay? I'm not moving a muscle. 
I'm not yelling. I'm not making a sound. I'm even scared to breathe. Okay. And eventually this thing slowly starts to back away and I can hear it kicking the rocks. I can hear it snapping twigs. And once it's out of my sight though, that's finally when I'm like, I'm out. I ran it back into my friend's house. I'm, I'm locking all the doors, all the windows. I'm looking for knives, whatever I can find. It's my friend's house. So I don't know where everything's at. Okay. And I call up my friend. I'm like, Hey man, I don't know what's going on in your backyard, but there's a freaking bipedal hyena up in your yard, man. <laughs> wow. And my friend's like, Ryan, there's no hyenas in Arizona. I'm like, bullshit. And what did I just see, man? Wow. So, yeah, I started researching it and I found out it's a type two canine variant that people are seeing hyena like dogma. Wow. That's like a fucking my hybrid. Book, that doesn't make sense though, because hyenas aren't dogs. They're so is it like maybe... No, no, they're not. They're more closely associated to like felines or even weasels than they are canines. I was gonna say maybe so foxes it, or something. No shit. Wow. Could it be maybe that like they're more like the African wild dogs? Are we giving it the wrong depiction by saying hyena? Could it be the wild dogs in Africa that we're seeing? I don't know. Wow. And you had a fucking you thought it was just a hyena. You had no idea what the fuck you're actually in contact with. You just knew you had to stand your ground. Yeah, I mean. Interesting little note here, though, is like before I had my encounter, I actually thought the dogman phenomena was bullcrap. No shit. Yeah, because I was wow. like, you know, people can't be seeing werewolves. Come on, man, they're they're not real. That's not possible. Well, once I had my encounter, I'm like, okay, I was it changed wrong. Your mind real quick, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. It opened my mind, and it really started pushing me down the path to find more answers to all these cryptids that people are seeing. Wow, wow, that's fucking. Oh boy, that's some fucking cool shit to digest on October fucking night. Good night, kitties. Have good nightmares tonight with this one. We have Wolfman. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the anniversary of that encounter is coming up because I ran into it during October, and here we go. We're and going into October. Spin. That works yep. not just for paranormal. That works for any sort of creature. Um, we're gonna get going. Yep. They give me the boot. Everybody in chat was great tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Heather Witchin was great. Charles Fulton, George Cannon, Mike Davis, of course, my guest, uh, Ryan Paul Tremblay, the king, um, for Ashley for checking in. And everybody listening, I know everybody, it's hard. You can't really listen and do chat unless you get a laptop. So uh, mm -hmm. and going at the same time. So I don't know there's a lot of people listening. And I think you guys for listening and everybody's going to listen uh, in the replay. So real quick, Ryan, um, I know we mentioned it once or twice, but for those tuning in late, where can people find you? You can find me over on Monster Radio on YouTube. We upload every Sunday. We record on Wednesday. Upload the following Sunday. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram if you want to add me up and just talk cryptozoology or horror movies or action figures or whatever. Feel free. I love conversations, so hit me up anytime. I love that. And, I, and I, dude, anytime you want me on the show, I'd love to talk movies. I, I drove last year to Pennsylvania, Yeden, Pen or not Yeden, Evan City, Pennsylvania, to see the cemetery used in um, um Night of the Living Dead, and I get the same oh. one Barbara was on when they go, she's coming to get you, Bob, the tombstone. I got all that lined up. Yes, I got that all lined up. I've been to Salem. I do the Hubie Halloween sites and the Hocus Pocus sites there. and that's Oh, that's awesome. I want pictures, dude. I want pictures. I got some. I'll tag you. If you go, I have a thing on my page. If you go to my photos, it's an album, and it says movie filming sites. And the very first site, it says Evans. Evan City, Pennsylvania, home of the Night of the Living Dead. And they also did The Strangers there, I believe. Uh, Ooh, yes, I'll be was, checking that out for sure, bro. Please, please do. I'd love to talk more about it. And I'll have you on my vodcast, brother. Let's stay connected. I'll send you a thing. Yes. And November, we'll get you on the video podcast on a Tuesday, and we'll talk. 
and you can share some sounds, shit. Sounds perfect to me, man. I had a really great time talking to you, Adam. Oh, thank you so much. The hour flew by. It's always easy when the guests are killer. You're humble, very knowledgeable. You're full of fun. You lo- you're all over the place, too, like me, wrestling, horror <laughs> movies, heavy metal. I love Megadeth. I saw Megadeth last year in Boston two, two years ago. Saw Dave Mustaine, Train of Consequences, man. Nice. Yeah, Very buddy. nice. I love the old shit, too. Peace sells, but who's buying and all that shit. And hanging oh, yeah. Paint. Sweating bullets. Oh. Sweating bullets. Oh, man. Hello, <laughs> me. me. Thrill me. Mice and Moon, the doctor is calling. Oh, <laughs> sweating. Yeah. Uh, where does he go? Um, the hatchet's uh, hatchet full of blood. What the fuck's he say? The, um, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, we got to get going. It's been an hour and 10 minutes. It was a pleasure. Uh, 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 Ryan Paul Tremblay, thank you so much for being a guest on the Historically Haunted Show on Paranormal King Radio Network. This is um, all mine, Adam. Thank you so much. You're the man. Thank you for being my friend and being on Facebook. We'll get you on the vodcast soon. And then my year anniversary is up for for Halloween, too. So I want to get you for season two on my radio show. So I'm going to get you all over the place and hopefully be a guest on your show. So Oh, definitely. Definitely. You will be, for sure. Oh, you're the man. Um, So I guess we're all good. Anything else you want to say? Anything you want to say goodbye to everybody? Anybody want to anything you can say we kind of didn't touch on real quick? Yeah, just take care, everybody. And, uh, you know, you guys celebrate Halloween, man. Start popping in those horror movies. Start decorating your house. Have a really Uh, good time during the season. Best fucking season of the year, brother. Um, Yeah. Thank you, everybody, in chat. We'll have the hard copy up tomorrow, Ryan. I'll tag you on Facebook and on YouTube. And uh, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks a lot, Ryan. All right. Take care, man. Hello, this is Adam Began, and I'm the host of Historically Haunted Show, where I talk about some very rare historical and haunted locations that I visited. I also interview some of the very best in the paranormal and cryptozoology field. So tune in every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Paranormal King Radio Network. And prepare to be educated about the unknown. <laughs>